This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, we're talking with Paul Scudo, the executive director of Step Denver, which is actually serving people that are facing poverty, giving them dignity and the skills and the personal responsibility to be able to get out of it. You know, if you think about the homeless population that we're facing, the problem that we're facing, the population out there, there's an issue that we we often don't really take into consideration. It's this issue of social capital, which is, you know, if any one of us faced problems, well, there'd be lots of people we could call upon. And, you know, when someone reaches that point where they're in the streets living there, they've kind of either, because of addiction, fallen into that or they've now chosen to live that lifestyle, um, but they, they have low social capital to re- be able to rely upon. So you, you have to build up within this person so much more than just handing them kind of programs that just provide basic needs for them. You have to rebuild the, the person, the human. You have to care for them. You have to walk with them through that process. And, and Paul, we were just talking offline about how the current system doesn't do that. In fact, it almost kind of makes it worse. It's almost kind of contributing to a problem, the government system, the government programs, that's exacerbating homelessness, right? What, what, what is going on out there in our streets? Jeff, you made a really salient point in the last segment about how our current solution, or what we think is the solution, is perpetuating the problem. It's not only perpetuating the problem, it's growing the problem. Mm. Over the past two years, homelessness in the Denver metro area has gone up 13%. But you want to know what has gone down? Consequences. The decriminalization of drugs. The no jail uh, mentality. The defund the police mentality. The these are victims and we have to let them be mentality. The thing that drives, as horrible as this might sound, the thing that drives an individual towards change usually better change are consequences pain pain yes exactly jeff right i was raised in a democratic catholic family but my father's values were the exact words you're saying there's no free lunch right you've got to work right life is not fair you're not entitled to anything right yes People deserve help, but they got to want help and they got to put in the effort, right? I believe that these are human values. I believe a small segment of the left is is controlling the narrative, skewing the narrative, controlling the dollars, and it's increasing the problem. All right, so we're going to spend more money. You mentioned that the Common Sense Institute is projecting that they're going to put in anywhere from 225 maybe up to $500 million to address this. No city has figured this out. So should our, our listeners just anticipate things are going to get worse in the city of Denver now? It's going to get worse before it gets better. And you made another great point in the last segment. When are we as a community going to say, this is not acceptable. Yeah. The way right. you're spending our money is not working. If this was a business, 
CEO <laughs> would be fired, employees would be fired, or the business would shut down, right? If, if you judge it based upon their ability to deliver services to get people off, if you judge it by their ability to deliver services just plainly to people that, that continue to live off of it, right? It's kind of the critique of the welfare state in America that you're not paid to get people off the welfare door. You're almost paid to get more people on the welfare door. It's the homeless industrial complex. Right, right. I mean, Robert Rector at the Heritage Foundation has pointed out we have spent more money addressing homelessness and building a welfare state than all the wars combined in America, and yet the needle hasn't moved at all. The, The kind of great society that Lyndon Baines Johnson wanted to create has not been created uh, in our minds. Now, I think in their minds, yeah, you've got a whole lot of people that that now are getting that money directly from the government and they don't have to do anything about it. I, 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 I got to believe at some point Mayor Johnson looks at this and goes, well, you know, we are achieving what we want. Now we're not getting people out of homelessness. We're going to create housing first, and then we're going to create this program and that program and that program. We're just funneling more and more money. I mean, you and I look at this problem, and I'm talking to Paul Scudo of the executive director of Step Denver. We look at this problem and go, it's not working. I think they look at this problem and go, it is working, right? Well, when John Parvinsky, who started under Hickenlooper, the... um, Coalition for the Homeless, Colorado Coalition for the Homeless, at his retirement speech a few months ago, was proud to say the following. When we started this, our budget was $180,000. And today, our budget is $250 million, right? To me, that is shouldn't be something we're proud of, right? right? Because we're spending more money on homeless. That's not a good thing. the homeless problem, the addiction problem, right. the overdose problem is getting worse and worse and worse. So any data analyst, business analyst, would look at the numbers, the graphs, and go, huh, so the more we do this, the more we spend this, these are the outcomes. Maybe we need to change. Wow. And that's going to come down to the voters. I mean, ultimately, that's going to be the people that get angry enough at this and say, we're just not going to allow it to happen. That's going to change that mentality. And what's going to drive that? Frustration. When our infrastructure, our roads, our education, renewable energy, all of the emergency services, be it police, fire, uh, hospital, as those suffer because more money that should be used for those services is reallocated to the homeless problem, when it starts touching the average community member, then you're going to start feeling the pain and people are going to speak up. I think the big challenge, though, is that the, the, the politician gets to come in and say, we're going to invest more money. We're going to make this. We're going to care more. Right. It's this mentality of we care more because we put more money towards it. And the average voter goes, well, that's who I want out there. At least he's going to address it. Mayor Johnston doesn't achieve this in a year. What do you think a year looks like from now when they've gone housing first, a thousand people into homes, which by the way, I thought we did that at one point and they were called projects and it just didn't end up well, you right? You know, with a lot of crime out of my mouth. Right? We did this in Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, LA. Those ended up being the projects. You're exactly right. 
and, and they're not resounding successes. No one's ever gone, well, that, that's great. That's, that thing's worked out well. So I think it's, it's, it's kind of this, we can pass the buck. Somebody else will take care of it. We'll pawn it off on them. They seem more compassionate. They seem more to care. Meanwhile, we're over here saying we're, we're going to require you to work. I remember one time there was a city councilwoman from Denver who was very angry about the idea that people would have to work in order to stay either in the Denver Rescue Mission or some of the Catholic Charities programs down there and specifically tried to change that. I mean, and that gets to the, they just fundamentally misunderstand human nature that work is good. I know it gets you out of bed and it's frustrating. You got to go to another job and more work and you're tired and beat up. You got so much things to go on. But there's a natural calling that God put into our lives to work. And if you're not going to tap into that, you miss out on people and they don't flourish as a result of it. And there's no sense of accomplishment. There's no sense of self-esteem. There's not that feeling you get from a hard day's work or accomplishing goals. These things that you said earlier create a sense of dignity Dignity. and respect in a human being. You're exactly right. So how many men do you have in your program? Right now we have 52. 52. We have the capacity for 60. We are never completely full. Someone is always graduating the program. Someone is always, unfortunately, not following the rules, and we ask them to leave. But uh, we have 52 in the primary facility, and we have 28 in the sober living homes. Why'd you go into this? You're a smart guy. You could have been in banking, <clears throat> attorney. Uh, instead, you're, you're deciding to work with guys that are facing really big challenges. Great question. And as, as I mentioned, I was raised in a family with good values, good Christian values, no addiction, no, no drinking in my family, no mental health issues, no abuse. I was afforded all of the opportunities of an upper middle class life. I went to college, Fortune 500 company, great home, wife, foreign car. I had that life you're talking about. I suffer from the disease of addiction. Really? And it is progressive in nature. And it took away over the course of about seven years everything I had. Got divorced, my family wouldn't talk to me, lost my jobs, lost my home, was arrested for possession. I am currently a felon and was, was <laughs> call the police Hurry! <laughs> and lived on the street for two years. I understand what is driving homelessness. I live there with people and I made it my vocation when I got help and came into this and realized there are millions of people just like me, capable, competent individuals that but for the disease of addiction could be productive and contributing members of a community, and I made it my mission, I felt a calling, to do this work. Paul Scudo, Executive Director of Step Denver. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. I'm going to ask you more about that story. That's powerful. Jeff Hunt. Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back after these messages. 